Oh, I should bring on my character sheet. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another session of Dragonmark Symphony here on Natural One Media. I am Dylan, your DM, here with my friends. Uh, if you were with us last time, it was a very eventful session. We got ourselves into a big old healthy dose of combat. Uh, actually lasted the entire session uh, as our heroes uh, up in the top balcony at the Velvet Curtain Theater, uh, we're subject to yet another attack by these seemingly rogue warforged. Uh, a very hostile encounter uh, in which they were swarmed by these different warforged, as well as uh, there seemed to be something happening down below as well, judging by the, the yells and screams. Uh, but apparently we're our... so hostile that I can't even select my own character. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, hold on. Are you in here? Don't we I don't all... see you among the list of names. Can we all? Uh... Oh, I logged in as a viewer. Oh, I'm logged into the viewer account. <laughs> yeah, moment. That's prob that would be why. Yep. Can okay. we quickly just address the fact that he called him that he called all of us his friends? We have that on video now, uh, so we can <laughs> use it. Backsies. Uh -huh. Yes. No takes backsies. You're stuck with us, Dylan. Hmm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Well, uh, they're going to call you in the questioning now. <laughs> mm. So, uh, after multiple rounds of intense combat, uh, including uh, a couple near-death moments and, uh, strangely, some assistance from some invisible figures uh, that had sort of been called into play by one Sander Toxley, uh, before he and Umberta Ete uh, leaped over the balcony uh, to apparently assist the people down below, that we have no idea what actually happened with them after they disappeared, uh, leaving the rest to kind of fend for themselves. Uh, there was a great big fight to be had. Uh, some of the Warforged were taken down, only for even more to appear. Uh, and at one point, uh, Dak was in a pretty sticky situation where they were nearly uh, about to be strangled to death uh, before those invisible assailants uh, came to uh, their rescue. When we actually left the session off, uh, Norak Landis III, who had stayed behind to assist in the fight, uh, was himself facing off with one of these Warforged when, uh, after a moment of, uh, a brief moment of distraction, just enough for the Warforce to come in with one of their retractable arm blades and actually remove, uh, Norak's arm from his body, uh, Norak made eye contact with Dak and seemed to kind of recognize something there. There was some sort of a familiarity there. Uh, and amidst all of the chaos and the, the the fighting that was happening, something else also happened that was a little strange, which is that everybody sort of felt this weird, magical presence sweep over them, this warmth, uh, a, a power that, that seemed to be imbued in all of them simultaneously, uh, as after several uh, coordinated actions and attacks with each other, uh, they actually engaged crew fire, uh, which is an additional mechanical element uh, that is being introduced in this campaign, uh, granting all of them a bit of a boon, 
just in time as uh, the Warforged raised up its arm blade and swung down once again on Norak, uh, seemingly going in for the kill. And that is where we had left off. So... The arm blade comes down with immense speed. It looks like, for anyone who's able to see it, it looks like there's nothing in its way. It is going straight for the base of Norak's neck. <clears throat> Suddenly, it is counteracted as a large clang is heard throughout the space. Uh, and there is a shift in the air in front of Norak and the Warforged, uh, where the, the, your vision in front of them seems to warp and shift a bit. And then suddenly it is replaced, the space where there was nothing is now replaced with a shadowy-looking figure, uh, standing about five and a half, six feet tall, dressed in robes, uh, in one hand, they have some sort of like a little talisman tightly clenched in their fist. And with the other, they have a very small like bracer uh, mounted to their forearm that is lifted and is blocking uh, the Warforged's arm blade uh, with a mighty clang, uh, keeping it from reaching its intended target. Uh, Norak takes the brief moment of defense uh, to suddenly whip down, grabs the cane with his still active arm, uh, brings it back up, and with <clears> a swing, <throat> slices the Warforged's head clean off. And as it scatters and dances back across the room, uh, Norak manages to, to laugh a bit through the pain he's experiencing and says, <laughs> Remind me to thank Sander for, uh, keeping you by his side. Uh, the robed figure just kind of gives, like, a really curt nod, uh, squeezes the talisman in their hand again, and once again, they become invisible. And the fight continues. As we go right back into it. Yay. So it's this one, right? So that was, yep, that was this one right here. So I'm going to go ahead and mark them as a deceased. Uh, let me get that token in there. So in a way, was this kind of a nothing personnel kid? <laughs> uh, if, if Norak had managed to, like, actually like get in behind him and do it i feel like that would definitely qualify i feel like i feel like a part of it is like you have to do like the teleport behind the person to really make that work uh do not do not by any means uh assume that i will not give you ample opportunities to do a nothing personnel kit in this campaign i absolutely <laughs> welcome it uh, but it has to be earned uh, where is mine? It has to be earned. <laughs> it has to be earned. Uh, yes, so that was just Norak right there. Uh, so did you use my sheet at all last week? 
No, so the way we ended up running it, because of the amount of NPCs and player characters that were going to be engaging with each other at once, and because I had other things on my mind, uh, we I made the executive decision to essentially kind of keep you guys out of combat. So you did not take any turns, you also did not take any damage, nothing attacked you. Uh, it's basically as if you weren't there. You you were just you were present but not actually engaged in any of the turns. True so, cardboard cutouts. True cardboard cutouts. Uh, okay. So at this moment, the cardboard cutouts are gonna pop back into existence, and Nathaniel, it is now your turn. Crap! Yay! Uh, well, let's just go for the guy right in front of me then, huh? This one here. Uh, absolutely. So this is the. Uh, so this Warforged, just to give you a little bit of context in the last session, this is the Warforged that was choking Dak. Uh, at one point had Dak on the ground and was trying to choke uh, them uh, before they were distracted by this other invisible assailant and sort of pulled back. Uh, and Dak was able to fight them back off as well and get back. Uh... So right now they're technically occupying... Uh, the same Johannes. space as Johannes? Yeah. So, so what happened is that Dak got up over to the balcony, and Johannes was now engaged with this Warforged. So they are currently occupying the same space. Um, Warforged is being grappled. Yes. 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 So if you would like to... physical contact with each other, are they? I, I was grappling it. Yeah, yeah, you were grappling. grappling. They're so, in physical contact. I was okay. Never mind. Never mind Nathaniel. on that one. I'm just gonna <laughs> go for a good old swing then. Yeah, you you can just go ahead, go for a swing, and go for an attack on that warforge still. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Let's go for a hit Is... with the mace on that warforge right in front of me. All right. So your grapple oh, and, doesn't restrain um, him in any way, does it? The what's her? Yo Johannes. So your grapple Wait, doesn't restrain him in any way, does it? Um, reduces grapple, speed to zero. Yeah, I think I just like grabbed it to pull it off, Dak. Okay. Um, I also do want to note, uh, real quick, and I think, I think everyone else had done it before the end of the previous session. Uh, let me just double check, make sure that they all did set that up. Yes. So, because crew fire has been activated. Uh, everybody gets five temporary hit points. So Silva and Nathaniel, make sure that you have that accounted for on your character sheet as well. And a 1d6 to all attack rolls. Yep, you get a 1d6 that you can use on any attack rolls or saves. So my two temp HP becomes five. I have a, a 17 to hit it. Becomes seven. Okay, traditionally they don't stack. That's why I did it that way. <laughs> no, that that's fine. That's what makes crew fire special. Is okay. that it, cool. if you happen to have temp HP already, it actually stacks. Cool. Oh, that's good to know. Yes, it is good to know. Mm. 17 to hit. Uh, that will absolutely hit. Go ahead and roll for your damage. Uh, that would be four damage. Four damage. Uh, how do you... So this this Warforged is well, currently awesome. grappled by Johannes. Johannes is almost like on its back, just trying to like keep it pulled away from Dak. 
uh, how do you finish off this Warforge? If Johannes is on the back, I'm going to go for the legs to make it fall forward so that Johannes falls forward on its back, cushioning the fall as much as I can while still having it flattened. That's not a problem anymore. Sweep the legs. Yep, so you go in from underneath, you sweep the legs out, uh, and the Warforged is victim to its own weight as it just crashes to the ground. Uh, Face first, the neck twists uh, unnaturally, and Johannes, you fall to the ground with it. Um, Johannes, you're gonna take one point of damage. Unacceptable. Uh, and as the Warforge collides with the ground, uh, it twitches for a moment, but then stops and is no more. Sick. He's dead. Uh, all right. Anything else you'd like to do in your turn, Nathaniel? Um. I'll move. There. All right. That'll be turn. Okay. All right. So they've gone. They've gone. They've gone. Uh. So we are going back to the top of the round. So Johannes. Uh. The Warforge that you were grappling previously slams to the ground and is immobile. Uh, you fall to the ground as well. Um, so you are now prone uh, okay. as you start your turn and as we start this new round. Okay. Um, I think the f- I'll use my movement to like stand up. Okay. Yep. Um, is How much does that take? If any, or I, like, is it all your movement? I can't remember. It's half movement. Half. I'm pretty movement. sure it's half. Okay. I, I want to say it that is too. half. Yes. Okay. 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 Uh, then I'm gonna like, I'm gonna like, push myself up off the the warforge. Good going. I I've like I was about to say Nathaniel, but then I realized that it's like not. <laughs> <laughs> in my head, I, in my head, I almost said your name. Nice, um, nice job, real friend. Name, friend. Yeah. Name. Nice job, man. All right. Um, I'll go to here then. All right. And then um, just kind of like get ready to move next next round. Take a deep breath. Wipe the sweat off my brow. Okay. Are you holding any type of action or just waiting? Uh, that's as far as I can move, so can't really attack anyone. All right, understood. Uh, so Silva, now that you are back in the game, uh, it is gonna be your turn. So Silva, you're uh, you are currently kitty corner with Dak, who is uh up on the balcony. Um. Dak was briefly sort of engaged with uh, these Warforged here, who seem to be the two remaining ones. Uh, This one next to you is no more. This one next to you is also no more. 
Uh, and you can also see right next to them, laying on the ground in the heap, is the very recently deceased body of uh, Everson. So, Dylan, as far as I'm aware, this one is dead. So... Uh, there were two there, but we that top one was killed by uh, Caspian before he moved. You just didn't mark it as being dead. Yes. Yep, that is correct because this. Yep, so this one died. This one stepped over it, and then Caspian. Yep, I remember. Okay. Yep. So we will mark that as dead as well. So we've got two dead. So we're actually looking at just our balcony friend right here, who the balcony friend is uh, very badly hurt. You would be able to see. All right. Well, then he gets to be the lucky recipient of four magic missiles. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm sorry, did you say four magic missiles? Uh, that'd be four Each magic day. missiles. By God. The absolute madman. <laughs> oh, no, it's... Oh, no, that is totally awesome. So three, six, eight, and... Thirteen force damage. Silva, how do you finish the fight? Uh, so is he like on top of the balcony, like fence? He is, <laughs> like... Yes. Yes. This, uh, what you see before you, this is the, it's sort of this like standing barrier at the edge of the balcony. Uh, it sits about three feet tall. Um, and he is currently on top of it. At one point, he was threatening Cassidy Dubois, who is directly below him. Um, well, in a way, he may threaten Cassidy Dubois. So I'm going to be pushing him towards the balcony to prevent him from falling into the crowd below. Okay. All right. So, so hopefully, Cassidy uh, can move away, or at least he's not too heavy. We're going to find out. Uh, and Cassowary rolls a natural 20, so with a surprising deafness, uh, deftness, I should say, not deafness, uh, he... What? Cartwheels aside. <laughs> Get out <What>? of here. <laughs> huh? Uh, he actually cartwheels out of the way, uh... Scooting over here as the Warforged, with a large crash, falls over and collapses to the ground right here. Uh, Also, uh, fidgeting for a moment before it becomes completely still. Uh, And we're going to do the crossbones there. Uh, And... There seems to be a moment of silence. As everyone looks around, it seems as though for the moment Warforged have stopped appearing, you are all surrounded by several uh, bodies of Warforged. Um, The shouts have continued to escalate from down below. There's the sounds of running, of moving. Uh, 
active fighting combat, uh, just erupting from the the main stage and the and the dining room below you. Uh, but as you look around, the balcony itself now seems to be absent. Uh, there is a shimmer in the air in two different locations as two of these cloaked uh, men, or people, it's hard to tell exactly, uh, appear out of thin air. Uh, they both look to you, Dak, on the balcony, uh, and one of them says in a very, very gruff militaristic voice, just says, get down from there. Our orders are to protect you. You need to follow us. We're going to get, vacate you from the premises immediately. Uh, Dak, who is injured uh, at the moment, uh, stands up straight, uh, kind of dusts himself off, looks over to you, Silva, uh, and in your head and also in Riedrin, uh, he he does say, please inform them that I will follow them. Okay. So give me, a, remind me, so I don't know if I fully understood this correctly the way you said it. So yep. two cloaked guys appeared. Correct. Uh, so in the previous session, before Sander Toxley left, he called out to seemingly no one uh, in order to defend the foreign dignitary as they could not have Rager blood on Corvair soil. It was important. Uh, then these invisible people, whoever they may be, made themselves known. They joined the fray uh, and are now revealing themselves fully. So they appear mm. to be working for Toxley in some capacity, but none of you know to what extent <laughs> or what the actual situation is. Um, I mean, you'll hear me just kind of reply in your head at least like, this could be a trap. <laughs> uh, to which Dak pauses for a second, looks over at you, so, uh, and just in your head uh, says, that is true. But there is more information. And they do seem to be wanting to help. All right, well, we'll look to the look to the rest of, of you. Just be like Looks like we must follow them. I agree. It would be safest. I feel like we don't really have a. We have a choice. Table but... I don't. I don't think it would be a good idea to not go. Along with it. Oh, I mean, I think. It, I yeah. think we could. I. I think there's. Yeah, I think but... We have options, but yeah. I inherently Silva agrees with Dak. You know, the, yeah. that's that's the reasoning. But inherently, yes, I'll, on table or off it. table. Yes, we have. We do have options. This isn't our only option. Johannes <laughs> is going to start following along. But yeah, um, <laughs> who's the guy with the missing hand? Okay. 
Pardon? Which one's the one missing a hand? That's that is Norakland is the third right there. All right. Uh, uh, spe- yeah. Speaking of whom... <laughs> um, this guy right here, this guy. <laughs> uh, speaking of whom, Norak actually does call out to Yo- you, Johannes. Uh, oh, okay. He says, young man, could you do me a favor? I like stretch a little bit. Of course. What is it? That uh, that arm on the floor there in between us. Would you mind grabbing that for me? I like look down at it and then look back up and then look down. Uh, I'm gonna pull a Resident Evil Seven and just like yeah, I'll, I'll it, pick put it I'll on pick and it up. slush some juice on it. Yeah, just and it fixes the clothes too. All right, I'll pick it up. Oh yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yes, could you could you please bring that over to me? I don't want to leave it on the floor too long and it'll get I'll all moldy. Start walking over and hand over As the you're... arm. Yeah, and as you're handing it over to him, you notice, like, his face is, like, bleach white. Uh, there is a new layer of fatigue around his eyes. He's visibly panting. Um, he seems like he's keeping up, you know, in good spirits. But, you know, physically looking, like, he looks like he's a wreck. Like, he's definitely fighting back a considerable amount of pain in this moment. Okay. Are you all right? Yes, I hand, As I hand over the arm. Of course, of course I am, dear boy. It's shock. Everyone, every soldier goes through this at times. I'll feel the pain even more in a moment. Everybody goes through the shock of losing an arm. (laughs) Happens to everybody. (laughs) Listen, eventually the nausea will kick in. I don't have much time. We need to move now. Okay. Understood. Let's go. Uh, and he takes, he's going to take the arm from you, and he just kind of tucks it in under um, his other, his other armpit. Um, just kind of keeps it held in place with the, the part of the sub that he has, brings his coat in around it. Um, he looks to uh, you, Nathaniel, and he says, That holy symbol on you, you wouldn't happen to be a healer, would you? Uh, in response, I just put my hand on the shoulder and silently cast Cure Wounds. Hmm. Alright, how much would you like to heal him for? Let's see. Silently cast. Four, apparently. Four? Inflict okay. Wounds. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, uh, that's the counter spell for clerics. Uh, yeah, so you... He kind of takes in a sharp breath. <sighs> that helped a bit. Thank you. I'm going to need actual medical attention, though. We need to go before more of them show up. I know those bastards will come with reinforcements. Come on! Uh, the two uh, Toxley's men there uh, they sort of step out in front of the rest of you, and they head to the door, uh, and they say, All right, everyone, group up, stay close behind us, nobody stray, we're all going to head together out. Uh, and they open the doors, and they begin heading out, uh, for everybody else to follow them. Uh, Casper says, Yes, uh, right, right there, right behind you, uh, come along then, nobody, nobody fall behind.
start following along. Yeah, cool. yeah. Yep. Follow, follow along behind. Row, row, row your boat. All right. So the uh dead. Merrily, 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 merrily. Yeah, stepping so over they... every single Warforged corpse and just So you so you begin to, to head out to the door uh to uh to go go through the doors and uh ideally either take a left or a right depending on which exit they're gonna lead you to. Uh, as you get to the door, uh, the two assailants, both of them squeeze the talismans in their fists uh, and immediately turn invisible. And the second that they do, something to the left of one of the assailants becomes visible. Right here. And protrudes an arm blade and goes to attack. There is a swing uh, and a sickening crunch sound as the arm blade comes down, stabs through air, and blood is suddenly made visible from nothing, uh, splattering across the ground. As the arm blade makes contact with something invisible, the light shimmers, and the assailant is brought back into focus. Uh, the arm blade wedged neatly underneath uh, their ribs. Uh, as the other assailant, uh, still invisible, calls out to all of you, Watch yourselves, watch yourselves! As he kind of loops around, and he's going to move there. Uh, oops. Uh-oh, uh-oh. He, uh, goes to make an attack on the Warforged, misses. And as all of you watch, uh, this second assailant, the invisible one, uh, lets out this sort of, like, gasping, choking noise as the Warforged reaches out with its other hand and grabs something in the air that you assume to be his neck, uh, and there is a extremely mechanical, efficient <laughs> and a snap. Uh, the air shimmers again as the second assailant falls to the floor and is silent. The Warforged pulls its arm blade uh, from the first assailant and that one too falls to the ground clutching the underside of the ribs uh, as blood seeps out from them. As this Warforged turns and faces you there's something different about this one. So first of all, it just was invisible a moment ago. Uh, its appearance is sleeker. It's <coughs> calm. And as, uh, as it turns to look at you all, uh, you notice that the, its cranial structure is different as well. It's got this sort of, like it, like it extends backward in this almost like aerodynamic sort of way, like a... Like a cycling helmet. Uh, like a predator, one would say. <laughs> not quite like a predator, but, but pointed and, and uh, angled backwards. Like yeah. a prey coming to theaters. And it has no bottom jaw. It only has, like, the top portion of, of a skull. Um, but it has no, like, bottom jaw or anything like that. It's just, like, streamlined into the neck. Uh, oh. 
and as it as it turns to to look to all of you, uh, it says in this really cold metallic voice. Why do you flee? Why do you run from the inevitable? What was always going to happen? Great, this one talks. We were always going to find you. There was nowhere to run, and yet you ran. When will humans learn to stop running? Will it be before or after I catch you? And at this moment, the two arms, uh, extend outward and a second arm blade comes from the other arm so that now two are protruding uh and the warforged angles forward shoulders poking out sort of gets down in sort of like a crouching position uh and looks to to all of you and says Try running now. And it's going to dash at set. Are we set, all I need... up over in this area? Or Why set? Why set? Out of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course it's set. Or did I move preemptively? Set, you may have moved preemptively. But <laughs> don't worry, we can solve that. We can solve that. All you gotta do is roll me a dexterity saving throw to see if you're gonna survive this right now. Oh boy. Oh, great. Can one man get revived two times? <laughs> the answer may surprise and you. One right. You won't believe what this rogue can do. Can one man really have all that power? <laughs> he shouldn't. Click here. Uh, yeah, no, I don't. I don't make that saving. What's the number, though? I gotta have the number. Uh, a five. Great. Ooh, I rolled a two. Ooh. Uh oh. Great. Uh, this Warforged dashes forward right up to you, and you're going to take one of the arm blades to the leg. Uh, the second one comes in and nabs you right here in between, like right by the shoulder blade, and go boop, uh, with a real quick double strike in and out. Uh, you take, uh, that's going to be 14 points of damage. Oh. Oh, no. Bloody pal. Holy. Are we living? Still standing. Let's go. Yeah. And the Warforged, as quickly as it shot the blades into you, 
retracts them back out, uh, and <laughs> grabs your head and just kind of, like, pushes you aside. Uh, shifting, shunting you about five feet this way, uh, and says, I will show all of you what you should, should, should be afraid of. And we go right back into initiative. Yay. Fear. One fear. Death. So. I fear no man. That thing, I think, scares me. Set. Yes. You have just been stabbed in multiple places at once and roughly shoved aside. You are in immense pain right now. What do you do? Um, so... Yeah, so I'm going to uh, use my bonus action to disengage. Okay. Use my movement to move back here next to Caspian and then use my action to drink a healing potion. Alright, go ahead and drink that healing potion. Chug, 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 chug. Chug it up. Healing potion. Crank that soldier boy. 2d4 plus 2. Yo! <laughs> okay, that is 4 plus 2 hit points. So 6 hit points back. All right, go ahead and heal those back up. I get the feeling you're going to need them. Yeah, that brings me back over two-thirds of my hit points, so. All right, anything else you would like to do in your turn? I think that's your action and your bonus action. Yep, uh, that should be it. I think, think you're set. Okay. Uh, Dak. That's a me. Uh, okay. So, current spot's okay, as you said? Mm-hmm. On the map? Okay, cool. Um, seeing that deck. Uh, where would the cloaked individuals be? Do I know that? They... Uh, dead have... on the ground. They're visible. <laughs> They'd be dead. So they would, their bodies would be right in front of the doorway here. Oh, they're over there. And there. Um, and a little bit so, over there. <laughs> if I make, if I affect do something for this space right here, that should mm. be fine, right? Fine in what way? Uh, in a way that uh, Daxi's the thing attack sets uh, and he backs away. Um, and he recognizes the fact that this is a very dangerous individual. So 
he sees that he feels the his eye burn and he just screams um and he is casting destructive cry uh, <clears throat> which in dax speak translates to uh <laughs> shatter this is what you get <laughs> that's why for, for those of you at home if you ever make custom names for your spells you're super cool but definitely put the real name in parentheses so you don't forget. So yeah, uh, the individual in question has to make a constitution saving throw. Uh, and if it's made out of an inorganic in material such as stone, crystal, or metal, uh, it has disadvantage on this saving throw. So okay. I'll leave it up to you or not or forge made out of organic material. Or forge. So, yeah, so this is this is a bit complex because Warforged, uh, within the world of Eberron, are made are technically made of organic and inorganic material. It's part of why there's so much of a debate and so much controversy around this idea of them having true sentience um, and ownership of themselves because many people just see <clears throat> them for the metal exterior, um, but the reality is that they also have the uh, the plant-based interior that much of their skeletal structure and their muscular structure is based off of. Um, regardless of that, I am going to... I'm going to rule that they are majority metal and thus would still have to roll disadvantage. Yosh. Yosh. So that's going to be a 17. Uh, they succeed, so they'll take half damage. Okay. Go ahead and roll that damage. Yeah. Uh, half thunder damage. Which would be 17, half to 8. Or 9, whichever one. 8. Rounded down, right? Yeah, round down, so yep. 8. Okay, eight. so 8. Alright, so they're going to take 8 damage. I'll mark that here. Uh, yes, so you give them... Uh, Nice good old scream attack. Uh, the Warforge seems to kind of like become unsteady and real for a moment, but then it just kind of snaps itself back into its stance. Uh, no longer affected. Yo, is it a stance right now? <laughs> <laughs> this is the stance. Um, and at that oh, point, heavy metal. Dak drops to one knee, and that's the end of his turn. Oh, he's proposing. <laughs> it's happening right here. <laughs> On this balcony. Who, right? can, can you think of a more romantic spot? Dead body of Eberson. I know Would we just met. <laughs> I know we just met Mysterious <laughs> Warforged. But ever since I saw you. <laughs> I knew I couldn't let you go. I knew. I knew. Those three arms got me acting messed up. <laughs> they got me I acting know. up. I know. I know. I know around last six seconds, but I could spend a lifetime with you. Right. I'm just here, one quirked up Riedrin boy. All right, that's enough. <laughs> All right, we're going to move sauce. on to the next turn. Uh, they coded with the sauce? <laughs> the next turn is going to be Norok. 
uh, Norak seeing all of this happen, uh, kind of sighs to himself and goes, somehow this is going to be my fault, I just know it. Uh, and he looks to Nathaniel and Caspian and he says, what are we doing? Do we run or do we stay and fight? You there, healer, what do you recommend? Fight. <laughs> All right, and he takes uh he, he takes the arm and he he gives it back to you and says, "Hold this, please." Uh <laughs> he's going to have you throw it at him. <laughs> Use the arm to beat the war fortune. Uh, as he... He did a meffer uh, with another meffer. <laughs> he tosses... He tosses the cane sword uh, up into the air for a brief moment. Um, it, it flies up, almost hitting like the, the roof of the balcony. Whips out a cloth, like a fabric cloth, uh, from his suit jacket. Wraps it around the stub with ex like an incredibly fast speed. Um... And as the cane sword comes back down, he catches it, uh, brings it back down to his side, turns back to you and says, uh, arm back, please. He's showing off. <laughs> Bastard. Arm back, please. Sorry, you gave him the arm. Nathaniel, do you give the arm back to him? Oh, oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, yeah, so he, he'll, 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 he gave him the arm, so but then he, he just asked him to hold it right now. And yeah. So he, then I was asking for uh, So he leans forward, and I shit you not, he grabs the arm in his teeth, uh, opens his mouth up, grabs the arm in his mouth, lifts his head up, and turns back forward. Uh, hmm. And he is going to dash? Boop, 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 boop. Actually, he doesn't even need to. He can do his full movement there. Uh, he's going to move there. Uh, and through a... <laughs> through a stuffed mouth, uh, call out to the Warforce, Come on! Come on! Forget about them! Come on! With the sword held aloft. And that's going to be his turn. You know, I know we happened upon this conspiracy to overthrow the king, but at this point, he might just deserve it. <laughs> All this effort. <laughs> I mean, we gotta give him one, right? <laughs> Just give him one kingdom. He can have a little a kingdom as a treat. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Next up is going to be uh Yes, things have moved around a little bit now. So it is actually gonna be Caspian's turn. So Caspian, uh Turning to you, Nathaniel, is going to say, Are you serious? Are we really going to stay and fight? We need to go. They already stopped set. What else are we supposed to do? Leave before there's any more casualties. Kind of late for that. Well, he said more. <laughs> but they killed our two guides. One more. Damn it. Alright, we take this thing out and then we head straight for the doors, understood? Aye. 
Uh, and he is going to run forward and he's going to engage. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, up. really, off table, like, whether he likes it or not, <laughs> I think if we were to, especially if we were to carry set, this thing is, I think, faster than we are. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually my thoughts. Like, it's sure, we can run right and have that thing pecking at us. Uh, so he runs up to it, and he is going to swing with his... Uh, he pulls out his big, like, greatsword. Just the, this big slab of metal, and he swings with it to attack. And the Warforged spider-like ducks out of the way as the blade swings down and catches nothing but air, slamming into the ground below. Uh, Caspian is going to attack again. And this time, as, as he swings down, the blade briefly becomes lodged in the wood planking below. Um, the Warforged cackles at him and says, You humanoids make so many errors! And before it can finish its statement, Caspian ah, wrenches the sword free, brings it upward, and clangs it into the side of the Warforged's head. Uh, and gets a nice, uh, gets a nice five points of damage out of it. Uh, Let's go. He bashes it to the side. Uh, and that is going to be his turn. We are now on. Uh, we are back to Nathaniel. Alrighty. Um, I'm actually... No, I will move forward. I'll move here. And then from here, I'm going to heat metal. Warforged. Ooh, that's a yeah. sexy-ass spell. Heat metal. I remember casting it out on myself one time in another world, and I was swallowed <laughs> up by a creature. Oh, uh, yes. As we have just discussed, a Warforged is metallic. Yep, we yes. did. Uh, a DM did make that ruling in this session, that is correct. Yeah, uh, Dylan, get fucked. <laughs> Don't. Do not. <laughs> Do not tempt me. Uh, I'd like to point out, Mr. DM, he said it, not me. You are still in the process of being paid back for last session. Do not come in. <laughs> you are still in debt after what I went through. Hee hee. It's your fault. It's not- listen. <laughs> I didn't make that dice roll. Uh, alright, so we are gonna go ahead, so you are gonna cast that heat metal. Uh... Let me make sure I get yes. uh, any creature in physical contact with the heated metal takes 2d8 fire damage when I cast it. Uh, they could do a constitution saving throw to take off the metal object. But because it's a warforge, I'm not sure if they could do that. That's up to you. The Warforged is not going to make a constitution throw. Doesn't even try. Uh, go ahead and roll that 2d8 damage. 
Alright, that is five fire damage. Okay. So he takes the damage. No matter what. It's the constitution saving throw is for if they would from then on have disadvantage on all of their attack rolls and ability rolls. Yes. Correct. Yeah, you tell him, Kevin. That is correct. Yep. I just want to make sure that that's, you tell him, Kevin, from the bottom of when, from that bottom of that well. <laughs> <laughs> Is it really that bad? Yep. <laughs> it, I mean, it sounds like you're in the other side of the room. <laughs> Kevin, we love you, man. I have you bumped about 80 extra percent. <laughs> For what it's worth, I can understand you well enough. As as much as I need to understand you to know how to kill your character in the next round, so we're good on that. Uh, Whoa! So, so, so angry. <laughs> Where does all this anger come from? The hot sauce. Uh, last about episode. three million Scovilles, I think. Is where <laughs> <it comes from>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, go ahead and roll that damage because he's he's absolutely going to be taking it regardless. Uh, it was five fire damage. Five fire damage, that's right. So yeah, you see as the Warforged's armor heats up and glows red. Um, and the Warforged, uh, after having just taken that hit, is just kind of like... I don't feel this. They do. Uh... And just continues to be standing upright as if it did not affect him at all. What's he, a fucking mind flare? <laughs> I'm terrified now again. I'm always terrified. Uh. <laughs> always fear. Well, it, it has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks until my next turn. Correct. Oh, yeah, okay. Start of your next turn. Uh, so... Uh, they're dead, they're dead, they're dead. They're dead. Okay. They're dead, so, and I'm we're gonna <laughs> We're gonna jump back to the top of the round Damn with it. Johannes. Jade, you always beat me to the good ones. It's, it's a really good show, by the way. It, it is a really good show. Your season just started. It's good. I know. It's fantastic. Uh, so Johannes. It's my, my turn. Um, yeah. Man. Uh, I'm really far away. Uh, I'm gonna, like... I gotta use my turn, and I'm just gonna dash to Caspian's side. Alright, cool. As I, as I, as I dash over, I'm like, to where I'm here. Uh, the Warforged, uh, kind of rotates the head to you slightly and says, Good! I was getting worried. Uh, what are what you? Are you? I am they, am I, am we, am they, am I, am... And it just, like, continues this weird cycle of words repeated over and over again. We love a good hive mind. Yeah. Yeah. No, no working jaw that you can see. This this voice is just like emanating from the the being itself. Yeah, it's a speaker box. We all understand. 
<laughs> it's Bluetooth. All right, everybody's got Bluetooth. Right, I heard you say the bean, and I'm like, oh god, Chicago's coming after us. <laughs> it's Chicago. I bring you the metallic bean. <laughs> <laughs> it's about to get all Chai Town up in here. Uh, so Johannes, you did a dash. <laughs> so, any bonus actions or anything on that as well? Uh. No. Okay. All right. Yeah. We are going to then go to Silva. It is now your turn. All right. Bonus action to have a dog come up onto my lap. Nice. <laughs> no, I'm going to. So, Roll bonus action, man. I'll have a bonus action. I will uh, institute my blade song. Sick. So that I can gain plus four to my AC and plus four to con saves. Mm -hmm. I will move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. There. Okay. Uh, And then I will... Uh, I'd rather wait to just be sure with that. I will instead. Why is this here twice? I'll double check my sheet for that. Um, but I'm going to use Fairy Fire. Fairy Fire. Anything on the cube that will essentially, though, where will end the forward part of it will end on the war forge. There, I think the reason you have fairy fire twice, if I remember correctly, like one of your features is that you get an additional. Well, the thing is, they're both labeled under fairy magic, and that's why it confuses me. Okay, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, Um, so I have to see what it is. Uh, it uh, so I'll have to take a look. Um, but, uh, yeah, so let's see. It'll be kind of, let's see, it'll be kind of like, so it'll be, yeah, so it'd kind of extend out this way. But otherwise, I mean, but yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then he's going to be in a violet light. Uh, all right. Let's see if he fails. That he needs to make a deck save. Yes. Uh, making it with disadvantage as well. Five. Uh, sixteen. Damn, being level three. So much nicer than all these other characters where my DCs are like 18. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to guess that doesn't no. happen. Uh, but while he is in the cube, he technically, I believe when he's in the cube, he still technically gets outlined. Uh, correct. 
Yep, so the uh, the rest of you will be able to suddenly perceive a violet outline. And um, so are those corpses on the ground. <laughs> you will be able to perceive a violet outline that surrounds these Warforged, um, making it much easier for you to, to spot them. It pretty much, though, vertically covers the entire balcony. About, because it was... Just about, yes. yeah. Yeah, so I mean, if it's from here, the only, I mean, this would be the only spot that inherently wouldn't get covered is this black line. Realize I wasn't pointing this black line. Because <laughs> uh, yeah. essentially, vertic for vertical coverage, it would go all the way down here. But yeah, so that's there for now. <laughs> Uh, That's right. my turn. <laughs> okay, so in that case... That's uh, everything. So now it is going to be the Warforged's turn. He um, uses time now to check, so let's see. So the Warforged is going to make another attack on Caspian. Uh, get thing fixed here, though. Uh, yep, there we go. Okay, that's cool. Uh, so he's gonna make an attack on Caspian. He does so with disadvantage. Wow. Okay, wow. Uh, and just hits by one. A. Uh, okay. So you see... You see the Warforged, uh... Once again, brings around the arm blades and kind of brings them together in like a scissor motion, like brings them over top of each other. Uh, and slashes across Caspian's chest for sixteen points of damage. Ow. Uh, so he is going to take that mess. Uh, and then it is going to make a second attack. Oh no. Stop, he's already dead. Real bad rolls on that one, so that one does miss. As he goes, Shreddy goes in with another swing of the blade, uh, Caspian is able to deftly once again uh, bring his large blade up to sort of counter it and bounces the arm blades away from himself uh preventing that second attack from hitting true uh the warforged uh sort of coughs <laughs> out like this garbled just this jumble of random noise uh and then everyone sees as the warforged Goes invisible once again. Yes. However, you're still all able to perceive this sort of violet haze. So even though the Warforce has gone completely invisible, there's something you're able to sort of detect something that's still there. Um, as he dashes... Or I should I should 
speak. Yeah. He just jumps onto the balcony and moves in around and behind Johannes and ends his turn right there. Oh, boy. And because he made the save, now he is no longer in the outline. <laughs> uh, going fully invisible as he does so. We, that's the unfortunate part about failing that save. <laughs> or passing the save. <laughs> Uh, okay. So, with the Warforged completely disappeared, uh... Set, what do you do? Great question. <laughs> I was going to do something, and then it went invisible. Um... Um, I think what I'm going to do is I will uh, draw my short bow and I will ready my action to shoot as soon as it becomes visible. Okay. All right. Uh, then we are going to have Dak. It is going to be your turn. Okay. Um... Since it's invisible, I going through all my spells, I can unfortunately tell you that a lot of them require uh, points that you can see. So Dak is to move. What? <laughs> it's just like time to move. I didn't hear you the second time. I feel really bad about that. I, I just said time to move, but uh Yes, that does seem like a good idea. <laughs> Dak will hop off the ledge. And go almost back to back with Uncle. Okay. So the four of you now are kind of together in this like tight knit group. You say it so badly, but yeah. I'm just saying yeah. <laughs> things that are happening, that's all. You can trust me. He says. So you're all within this if I were to <laughs> Theoretically, were a fireball to hit, it would get all of you. That's all I'm saying. Interesting. <laughs> all right. Anything else you'd like to do in your turn deck? Cry. Mm, it's free action, so. That's free action. Free action. That's <laughs> uh, uh, Dak will hold his. Hold a casting of demon fire upon the first uh, sign that the Warforge is near or present. Near or present. Uh... So if someone gets attacked, Dak is going to lob a demon fire spell at it. Okay. Uh, and he'll... Do that with disadvantage, I presume. Yeah, while a creature is invisible, you have disadvantage on the attack rolls. Yeah. All right. Uh... It is going to be Norak's turn. 
Dylan, quick question for you. Yes, absolutely. Um, For crew fire, that 1d6, is that just a single 1d6 that we can add and then it is done? Or is it to every roll while we are in crew fire? That is a single 1d6. Gotcha. I just wanted to clarify that. Yep, you get to use it once and it's gone. And it is also gone after the end of the encounter. If you don't use it in that encounter, it's... Uh, so Norak's turn. Norak standing there, cane sword in one hand, uh, other hand in mouth, um, is going to make a perception roll, actually. As he trains his vision on the area around Caspian and Johannes. Mm -hmm. Uh, he seems to be kind of scanning the area, looking very closely, trying to make out some sort of movement. Um... Takes the cane sword. And begins putting it back to into its sheath. Uh, but puts it in, like, most of the way into the sheath. Uh, so that... He's holding it like like this and gets in kind of a bit of like a crouching stance and just waits. Oh man. So at this moment it seems like everybody is kind of just waiting for something to go off. And as the tension builds, Nathaniel, it is now your turn. Alright. Um my target is within view. It's got a healing ward over to a uh, deck next to me. All right. Go ahead and roll for how much you're going to heal. That is seven health. Nice. All right, so deck, you get healed seven hit points. And then bonus action, I'm going to reheat that metal that's still on the guy. I ain't got to see shit for that. Oh, yeah. Especially if it's already on her. Yep. And that's a bonus action. I could just do the damage again. I'm gonna do that. Alright, so reactivating the heat. Um, Johannes, make a perception check for me. Okay. Nine points of damage, nice. Okay. Nine fire damage, ten. and the um, disadvantage still applies. You make a ten? Okay. Yeah, so you, you in this moment, you're still not really able to see anything. Um, you haven't been able to tell where the Warforge has actually gone quite yet. Um, I can't even see him behind me? No. Okay. Uh, completely invisible at this moment. Um, Nathaniel, you feel... Even though you can't see the Warforged in this moment, you feel that your spell has continued to succeed, and that the fire that you, you are uh, sending out into the world is finding its target. Uh, which means that this thing hasn't gone too far. It has to still be in this room. If you got us up, it's still here. Alright, anything else you'd like to do in your turn? 
I'm going to stay where I am and uh, end turn. Alright. Caspian's going to go. He is going to call to you, Johannes. And he's going to say, Johannes, on the count of three, duck. Okay. Said to the, said to the halfling. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. One. Three. Uh, I need you to make an athletics check for me. Okay. Oh, what a dick. It's <laughs> got Um, uh, three. <laughs> I got three. caught by surprise, yeah. I rolled a two and I have plus one. I mean, yeah, athletics is a strength-based, not dexterity-based. It sure is. <laughs> yeah. You know what? No, you know what? You're, you're correct, actually. that You're right, that actually doesn't make... It makes more sense to do an acrobatics... As opposed to an athletic. So I will let, go ahead and re-roll that, actually. Oh, thank God. You re-roll it. D&D, God save me once again. Okay, that's a 21. I, I've said it before. Like, I'm I'm tough, but fair. I appreciate if, if it. it. If it doesn't make sense to, for that kind of roll, then we will we'll do the re-roll. I have no problem. He's cold, but not cruel. All right. Back in, in alignment with Caspian. All right. So uh, you successfully managed to dip underneath as Caspian suddenly brings the great sword out in a wide arc and swings it in a circle around him. Um, as he does, let's see if he's actually going to connect. Uh, yes, he does. Now the good rolls come in. Uh, he swings it around and suddenly connects with something uh, as the Warforge suddenly becomes visible again, uh, catching the blade in one of its hands, but nonetheless being forced into visibility once again. Uh, it lets out this horrible metallic hiss. Uh, and Caspian says, found you, you bastard. Oh, so he appeared. Can everybody's health actions kind of go? Yeah. So, uh, Set declared their health action first. Yep. So Set, if you would like to attack in this moment, you can do so. Yep. Um, that is going to be a 15. Just misses. Just misses. Yeah. Alright. Uh, Dak, uh, you had the Demon Fire spell you were going to be activating if the Warforged, uh, made itself known. Yes. Yes, but we'll, we'll, we'll kind of go with that. Uh, so you may go ahead and cast that demon fire. Got it. Natural 20. Ooh. Hell yeah. Um, Mr. DM, sir, could you mm. remind me what your, your particular sure. critical rules are? Uh, you roll your damage and then you double it. Got it. Roll damage and double it. Mm-hmm. Is uh, this Devil Fire Hellish Rebuke? Nope. Okay. It's uh, 
trans translated it would be firebolt so oh, okay. it would be 12 uh fire damage did this thing appear <laughs> yes that, that's what i had okay. said was it it became i was feeding the dog <laughs> listen i respect it <laughs> but was the dog fed yes yeah that's the real what, question the, what was the dog doing yeah. <laughs> Begging me for food. <laughs> Tell us more about this dog. Yeah. Is the Hang dog on. in the room with us now? Can you see the dog? Is the dog invisible? Can, the, can I still pet the dog if it's invisible? <laughs> I'd like to hold so an action to pet I, the dog as soon as it becomes visible. But real question, can, is the Warforged invisible? <laughs> No, the Warforged is visible now. It can be seen. Okay. And is he is where he is on the map, or is my thing not updated? Uh, he is on the map, uh, and I want to get to this. He just took a serious amount of damage uh, as Dak launches this firebolt at them. Uh, they are blasted uh, as fire sort of erupts around them and whips whips through them. Uh, and, uh, one of the arm blades detaches and snaps away as it scatters across the balcony and falls over, uh, leaving them with just the one arm blade now. Hell yeah. Uh, the Warforged kind of screeches out at you. Why resist? Hundreds of years? Why resist now? Uh, I stare at him with my one eye in with the last remnants of my reaction, I guess. All right. Uh... And say, I'm much younger than that. I'm 18. <laughs> <laughs> How old is that? All right. Ooh, off uh... by one. So we did cast... Uh, so it's going to be, we should be at the top of the round, I believe, with Johannes. Okay. Um, I, I don't, did I skip, did I skip anyone? I want to make me. sure we just do all that. So that would be, so set and so. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, so we, I reset in my brain when those held actions went off. Um. Uh. I'd like yeah. to play. Does Norox <laughs> held action go off? Uh, he was not holding an action. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, he was just charging something up. Uh, so, Silva, yeah, go ahead and go. Yay. All right. So, I can see him, which means I can fight him. <laughs> I can see him, therefore he can die. Precisely. Okay, let me double check the stat boosts because they don't show up obviously on the the sheet. So it's the Okay, so I think it's later that it gains other benefits. Yes. So yes, I will make my roll. Oh. With advantage. 
Thank God I needed it. Okay, thank God I needed it. Uh, that makes it instead of instead of an eleven, it's now a it is now a twenty five. Yeah, twenty five Def definitely right. handy. Yeah. Yes. Uh, let's see. So that's going to be. Oh fuck you! <laughs> All right. Well, it's going to be five damage. Silva. Silva. Did I get him with minimum damage? Silva. <laughs> For the second time tonight. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Damn. With minimum damage, I rolled a one on the D8. Yeah. Alright, describe how you describe how you end this thing. Uh the radiated uh, the rate or kind of I got well like radiant as in more of like like radiating from me kind of echoing song of the fae I just kind of float over and just stab him <laughs> nice. full, uh, full on fencer duelist style the Warforge, for a moment, is weirdly transfixed uh, by the Fey energy, um, and is seconds too late in its reaction as the blade appears and strikes true uh, straight into the torso. Uh, looking up towards you. The Warforged, uh, the eyes flicker from red to blue and back to red and blue again. Uh, and as the light begins to slowly fade from them, it says to you in a more hushed tone, the voice becoming more distorted and harder to understand. Uh, it speaks to you. You want me... You want us. You'll have to burn the forest down. Divided we grieve. United. <laughs> and the Warforged. Sounds like me going to get into bed. <laughs> Becomes still. Silence reclaims the balcony as we leave our initiative. I need all of you to make a perception check. Where were you last turn? I mean, it didn't matter, but still. I got an 11. 
Uh, that's 24 from a net 20. <laughs> I have a uh, a 15 minus 1, so 14. Okay. So we got a 24, we got a 14. What was the rest of y'all? 14. Uh, 14. A lot of 14 going on, okay. Yeah, it's got to count for something. Everybody's really excited about Final Fantasy 14, the new fantasy MMORPG that you can get <laughs> Boy, you know, that is a free trial that goes all the way up to level 60, including uh, critically acclaimed <laughs> expansion right. Heavensward. There's no limit on playtime. Yeah. 20 years each day. Uh, Nathaniel, do you also... Nathaniel, do you also use your free trial to play Final Fantasy XIV, or did you get a different role? Okay, I got 11, so no, okay. not. So you, so you're the you're the hipster who's like, nah, I'm playing Final Fantasy 11 still. I'm not. Yeah, on that. It, it was way better back then. You just they didn't have the circle they system. Or whatever the hell. They don't understand. They don't get it. There wasn't. <laughs> there weren't erotic RP servers. <laughs> there wasn't Listen. a man that ate thousands of eggs. You know. Fine. <laughs> You have to eat all of the eggs. There was nobody a... hanging out playing the Evangelion theme for you. <laughs> <laughs> on a on a Final Fantasy themed Stratocast Fender Stratocaster. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh that was an amazing first day for me playing. Uh but anyway. Uh Silva, you are the only one who catches this. Uh, all of you look around at your surroundings to see that everyone is still there, but it's still okay. And you notice that Norak has disappeared. But you, Silva, as you, as you struck true into the Warforged and as it spoke to you, just over its shoulder, you caught the tail end of a coat, a familiar coat disappear around the corner past the doors and out of sight. Fleeing bastard. As silence has now filled the balcony once again, what do you all do? How's Cassowary doing? Yeah, I was like, Cassowary. everybody doing? <laughs> Cassowary is like sitting on the ground. He is like leaned up against the balcony, uh, scrunched up in the fetal position, still clutching the broken bottle. Uh, he he looks up from from his shielded from his eyes that were shielding his face moments before. He looks up and goes, "Is it over? Are we alive?" I'll just kind of what? hold my hand out to him to. Uh, this may be a question from the last oh, session. Thank you, thank you, young one. Where is Umberta? I forgot what happened. So, um, Umberta and Sander leaped off the balcony. They declared that they were going to assist people down below, and they leaped off the balcony and disappeared. 60 feet off the balcony. That curator's wow. got some moves, let me tell you, apparently. <laughs> I'm going to cast Prayer of Healing on everyone here, because it's six nice. creatures of my choice. Hey, Everyone solid. except for me. I'm gonna go over to the bodies of the people that were killed, of the invisible people, and start checking their bodies. You're gonna oh, them. yeah! Everyone heals for nine. Hell Everyone heals yeah. for nine. Heal for none oh. of that. 
Because I'm already at full. full. I wasn't touched. I just I I figured, but you know, you're one of the six, and I knew I was fine, so I covered my bases. Uh, Dak, go ahead and. (laughs) It's really funny that you're still doing this after what happened last session. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) What? Um, Wait. (laughs) What? So. (laughs) uh, Stabbed last session. Yeah. Do Do you want to tell? Would you like to share with the class what happened last time? Absolutely. I was looking through Everson's uh, body while everybody was being attacked, and I found a giant bone. Uh, that in the a... process of finding, he stabbed himself on. <laughs> yeah, it was great. What, was it your bone? No, it was like it, some sort of thing. Yeah, it like it's my bone now. Yeah. Yeah, it was so... this... It was about about like, six, six and a half inches long, uh, curved, uh, ivory, ivory white, uh, polished, uh, like a kind of a flat base to it, and then it came and it kind of curved upward to a very sharp point, uh, like a almost like a claw or a talon. So, so he was, it's so it was just like in haphazardly checking. Like a gremlin, in like a hidden pocket in his clothes. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying. So he because he was gremlin like, yeah, searching his body. He that's stabbed correct. himself with the tooth. Yep, that's correct. Yep, that makes sense. What a what a great emissary. He made uh, sure no one was looking first. So I mean, and and I want to I want to say thank you. Uh, for reminding me, uh, actually, uh, greatly appreciated. Uh, so go ahead and just roll me a d20 to see uh, if you're going to be able to locate anything else on uh, the persons of these people. Um, oh, no. Understood. Uh, seven. Seven. Uh, you dig through the assailant's clothing and you find that they actually, weirdly enough, don't have pockets on them. You go through these robes, the the pantaloons, the the undershirts, and you're not able to find any kind of a pockets or any any anything that would even have any items on it. It is it's just clothing. Um, the talismans that they were clasping in their hands moments before have disappeared. Interesting. Yes. Uh, the second thing I need you to do is I need you to roll another d20 for me. <laughs> uh, that'll be a natural one with a grand total of six. Alright, so you got a six? Yep. Hang on. Please let that be one of your self-imposed punishments. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I'm i pretty sure six isn't, but we'll make sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure I left. I either left that alone or I gave it something else entirely. Uh, while I'm, I'm double checking that though, uh, what you can do is, let me, let me roll some. Oh, and I dropped it on the ground. Silly me building the suspense. Uh, Let me just roll that again. Uh, and we're going to roll that a second time. And we're going to roll that a third time. There we go. Okay. So. Loving all these rolls. Mm Mm-hmm. So am I. <laughs> uh, 
you're searching through these the clothing, you're not able to find anything. Nothing nothing's coming up. Uh do you have any weapons in your possession currently? Uh I have grand total of two daggers and one sling. Okay. You weren't holding any of them in your hands though at the time, right? No. No. So here's what happens. Yes. First of all, you feel a sting go through your heart. Cool. A sharp pain. Uh, you're going to go ahead and take six points of damage for me. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is your, just out of curiosity, let's see, what is your max hit points right now? My max hit points is currently 21. Correct. So what I'm going to need you to do is uh, either through D&D Beyond or uh, otherwise, if you want to do like the max HP modifier or anything like that, uh, we're going to go ahead and knock that down to 20. Cool. Uh, So your max HP is now 20 instead of 21. Oops. That's not modifier. uh, Max. My bad. I accidentally gave myself 20 more HP. (laughs) <laughs> there we go now let's talk about your nat 1 roll cool <laughs> uh, you finish searching through uh, their pockets You're not. there's nothing there you're not able to find anything mm-hmm. uh, you turn around to look at the rest of the group uh, and you see uh Set there. Uh, Set is next to Nathaniel. Everybody's kind of like grouped in with each other. Uh, Set, who is in the process of sort of helping Cassowary, uh, who is leaned against the wall. You look and you notice something peculiar. It appears that your daggers are sticking out of a back pocket of Set's. And you're confident that it's your daggers that are that are in Set's possession. Hmm. Am I feeling a certain emotion tied to this? Uh, just confused, like lightly confused. I, this you can definitely, um, you can definitely sort of call the shot here as far as how Dak would feel in this moment. Um, but, uh, as I would understand, I don't, I don't think he would immediately assume, like, hostility or anything like that. It would just be kind of a confusion of, like, what's, what are those doing over there? What, when did that happen? Predominantly, yeah. And Dak will make a mental note to ask, uh, Seth about it, uh, later on. As he thought there was a kinship for people with three lower names between the two of them. (laughs) But with nothing found, I'll leave the bodies and return back to the group. But I will go to
I will go to you, Johannes, and hand him the two potions I did find on Everson's body the first time around. So yeah, so I'll be doing that. Well, Sorry, can you repeat that again, please? Yeah. Uh, so I will be giving uh, Johannes uh, the two uh, bottle uh, potions or things, just bottled liquids that I found uh, on Everson for the time being. Yes, that's right. Okay. Um, yeah, so you had the two potions, uh, one of them was, well, potions, we honestly don't know what they are at this point, uh, but it was these two liquids in the vials, uh, one of them was, like, a very smoky black, while the other was a, more of, like, a milkier white, uh, but both of them sort of cloudy and difficult to ascertain exactly what their, uh, consistency is or what they are used for. Uh, right. Anything else from anybody here? Uh, I mean, after helping Casuari up, I think we're all just gonna start leaving. Everybody got their health, right? Yep. Yep. And Casuari was part of that if he needed it as well. Okay, yep. Yeah, Casuari was doing pretty okay. Uh, you are continuing to hear the sounds of, uh, fighting, uh, breaking out and, you know, shouts and struggling from down below. Um, uh, but if you would like to leave, you can certainly try to do so. Yeah. All right. So all of you as a group. Cautiously, uh, but yes. <laughs> certainly. Uh, all of you as a group move to the door. Uh, you make your way through immediately. Uh, and as you do, we're going to find ourselves, I'm going to move us back over to your map so that can see the layout of the land. Um, we'll let that kind of pop in there. So you are leaving the VIP balcony. Uh, so you're coming through this door right here. Yeah. Uh, so that means the, you enter back into this hallway. Uh, when you had originally arrived here, you had come from the portion of the hallway on the right side, but there was also the portion on the left, which you know from your, uh, from your discussion with the map earlier, that there is a, another route that you can take on that left-hand side that kind of wraps around the back of the stage, uh, and leads to another exit downstairs. Yeah, as soon as we get out of the doors, I'm actually gonna first head over left to check that door and make sure that is it locked? Can I unlock it if it is? And just kind of go through that rigor mold. The door is wide open. Wide open. Uh, then I will like look in real quick and do a quick survey of that room just to make sure it's clear. Uh, Alright, so you go into this room. Uh, there is a smattering of furniture around. Uh, there doesn't seem to be anybody present from what you can see. Nobody seems to be around. The room is empty. Uh, no signs that anybody was here recently. Um, and tucked away in the back corner, you can kind of see where there's this much smaller hallway that dips off to the left. 
but the room itself appears vacant. Okay. Um, I'll kind of lean over my shoulder towards the rest of everyone and be like, this way is clear if we want to go this way. And I'll decide, uh, showing my agreement. Sounds good. All right. Uh, so you all take a turn and you begin making your way down this long hallway at the back of the stage. Uh, in doing so, you're able to hear on the other side of the wall, like the shouts and the movement and all everything that's happening over on the other side. You can only imagine uh, what is actually occurring over there right now. Do we see um, anything out of... Is that an actual window? I know we had just speculated that that was a window on that uh, the Yes, that is a that is a viewing window. Um, so as you run by it, if you'd like to check, you can get kind of a quick glimpse out of it. As yeah, you, I want to take a quick look to see what's going on down. So you see down below absolute chaos. Uh, there are uh, just dozens and dozens of armed guards fending off warforged of different sizes. Uh, there are civilians, some of them hiding for their lives. Others are cowering under tables. Uh, some of them have brandished their own weaponry and have joined into the fray. There's a few magic spells being thrown here and there. Um, protective barriers being thrown up, levitation. Uh, a couple healers are sort of ducking and diving, slipping in between people, healing people where they can. Uh, it is just an all-out brawl is happening. Uh, and there are still dozens and dozens more of civilians that are fleeing and trying to make their way out back through the main entrance, crowding at the entrances, trying to get through the main doors, uh, making their way back outside, uh, many of them escorted by guards who are, you know, motioning and shouting to them to go go through the exits, get out, get out now. Um, Can I see is- uh, the, the two that jumped down there at all? Verita uh, um, and uh, make the other guy? Check. Perception. 17. Uh, 17. You uh, you try to peer through like a like a twisted game of Where's Waldo. You're trying to make out these very specific two people uh, in this crowd of just absolutely terrified people. And you're not able to see them amongst the, the mass of faces and, and running people and, and bodies laying on the ground. Gotcha. I waste no time on that and just continue moving. Uh, st- staying towards the front of our group, trying to scout as we're heading down. All right. Um, as you all continue to make your way uh, down, you reach the staircase. Uh, just it's it's a wooden staircase, L shaped, loops around, head makes its way further down. Uh, you begin making your way down it yourself. Uh, and as you do, it wraps around again and again uh, until you finally find yourself at what should be the, the first floor. Uh, the screaming and yelling is louder and louder and louder um, as you go until you finally reach what you believe is to be the back door entrance on your right hand side. It's a very simple, nondescript door uh, with the singular handle uh, on the right. And uh, yeah, it is there. It is currently closed immediately go to open it and head out into the alleyway. I believe. 
You go to open the door and you find that it is locked. I will immediately start trying to do what I can to pick it. All right, go ahead and do a. I think. Uh, I don't want to do this. Let's see. It doesn't say the ability check. Yeah, they don't say the ability check. Uh, just make a, go ahead and make a dex check. Dex, okay. Uh, eight. Okay, you begin to fiddle with the knob, trying to find a point where you can get further into it to start accessing the, the cylinder on the inside. Um... But this is a knob that you are not personally familiar with. It's, uh, it actually has a collar around it that makes it difficult to get in behind it where you need to jostle it to actually start getting inside. Uh, and the collar is preventing you from accessing it, so it's proving to be difficult. It's taking some time. Um, what If I take a, just a quick look at the door... It's gonna be a weird question. Are the hinges visible? Uh, that's a. I feel like it's a passive perception thing you'd be able to pick up on. Uh, this is. I'm about to get weirdly specifically nerdy for a second. Uh, you're able to perceive that this is a left hand outswing. Uh, Ooh, okay. So, so what that means is that um, actually I should be more I, specific. I shouldn't be able to see the uh the hinges then no yeah let me no hang on hang on it is a left hand in swing which makes it a right hand out swing so the hinges are visible on your left hand side oh okay so it is an in swing door it is a it is a door that has been flipped so that it's it's like it's a standard in swing installation that was flipped so that it could be an out swing door instead So it so is, also, the door swings out. Yes, the door swings. All you need to know is that the door swings out, the hinges are visible, and that they are very old. They are brass hinges. They are very old hinges. Dax slowly takes out a crowbar from underneath his robes. I I shouldn't be able... I, I'm getting hung up on the wrong things here. You're getting, if it's an outswing door, I shouldn't be getting, able to see the hinges. You are getting actively hung up on the wrong things. What I'm, what I'm saying to you... What I'm saying to you is that... It's outswing. Uh, That's all that matters. Yeah, it is. it has been retrofitted to be an outswing door when it should be uh, an inswing. Uh, who's immediately behind me? I believe just about everybody, but I don't know who is like Im- exactly behind you. God, Dylan, um, you're such a door nerd. I um, listen. I only sell literally hundreds of them per year. Wow! That's wow! How, how does it feel like to be a door nerd? That's adorable. It's yeah. it's pretty great. It it feels great when I get my work bonus every year. Hey, yeah. yeah. Um, if Caspian is like right near me i will pull my crowbar out and i will hand it to him and say break this fucking door open okay uh he will nod and go 
yes, yes, okay. Uh, and he sadly puts away his own crowbar. Uh, lodges the crowbar <laughs> in the arms. Uh, you he lodges the crowbar into the hinge, and it's just going to pry back. Uh, so he's gonna make strength check. Uh, and he makes it. Hooray! Uh, crack. Uh, pops the hinges. Um, the jam cracks before the hinge does. Uh, but nonetheless, it pries it apart. Uh, and Caspian follows it up with a nice boot kick. Uh, to that side of the door, smashing it open, and it falls forward. Uh, dislodging almost completely. Uh, enough for you to be able to walk through. Immediately, just heading out into the alleyway, making sure that there's nothing going on in the fucking alleyway too. All right. Uh, as you you step out into the alleyway, and on your right hand side, you immediately hear, uh, "Wait." Do I recognize the voice? You do. The Caspian's friend that we interacted with or is it one of the people that we were just you look you look to your right and a little bit further down this alleyway um perched up against a couple of wooden boxes uh keeping a little bit of a low profile but not not crouching exactly uh you make out uh sander toxley Wait, back here. I mean, that was the direction we were heading anyways. So, so it would be away from the main entrance. Are you being followed? No, you shouldn't be. Good, all of you, back here, quickly. Uh, and he will take the group of you around the corner uh, to, uh, there's this tiny little inlet, you know, just around on the other side of where the stairway is situated. Uh, he takes you in around the inlet. Um, as you're all coming around, when uh, Cassowary comes around as well, uh, Sander stops him for a moment, whispers something into uh, Cassowary Dubois' ear. Uh, Cassowary nods uh kind of nervously sets the broken bottle down in the alleyway and takes off um sander turns to all of you and says is everyone all right everyone okay as okay as you can be for the most part um however uh however norak just caught him out of the corner of my eye upon defeating our last Warforge. Just kind of left. If I know Norak, he is likely creating a distraction at the front of the theater. He is charismatic. He will have no problem drawing the public's attention. And missing an arm. Well... I was gonna say because we passed I'm by sorry. the window. We passed by the window of the stage, right? That you had described that before, right? The what, sir? Because like we were looking down the window that was to the stage, right? 
To the stage, yes. Okay. So, and he wasn't yeah, there. We wouldn't have seen the entrance or anything. No, you, you wouldn't have seen the. Right, the but he was saying that of... Norak probably would go towards the stage to create the distraction. No, he, he said oh. Norak was going towards the front, the entrance. Oh. Okay. Took the front differently. Um, maybe. But you think he'd make a mention of it. Where are my men? I right. tasked them with keeping you safe. What happened to them? Dead. They died. <laughs> there is a strange war forged. It seemed to... It potentially appears to have been fitted to... I mean, it grabbed them out of thin air. And it must have had something that allowed him to see. Invisibility. Or at least very keen eyesight. None of this makes any sense. Warforged have been forbidden from entering any form of combat ever since the treaty was signed. The, the usage of Warforged with that type of capability is unheard of. Should be. Well, there's clearly some type of collective going on based on the, the usage that he mentioned. Some type of collective that it, that I, if by his last words or anything to indicate, are somewhere in a forest. Forest? What forest? Just noted that you'd have to burn down the forest to find them. Uh, Caspian looks extremely troubled. Uh, when you say those words, um, kind of looks around for a bit. Mr. Toxley, I'm, I'm sorry about your men. They fought bravely. They fully intended to. It's a good thing that Clark Bart can talk at least. <laughs> uh, and Sander looks to him and says, thank you. They were good men. They served my country for several years. Please understand that they will be given great honors in death. And we will celebrate their lives. But for now, all of you need to leave. Especially you, and he looks to you, Deck. Anyone who sees a member of a foreign country here at the scene, there will be questions, confusion. I've heard rumors already, strange talks about uprisings against the king. You need not get yourselves involved in these things. Back. I like how he says that as if we weren't in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Make a uh, make an insight check, Silva. Right. Oh, I clicked off my sheet. Oops. <laughs> that would make sense of things. All right, once again, uh, that is. I was gonna say, uh, that is a twenty-one. 
21. Uh, the pieces click into place as Sander continues to speak. There are many good people in this city, but even the best ones, be they soldiers, farmers, tailors, will speak their mind given the right amount of coin. I'm afraid the number of people you can trust here is limited. You should leave, Brayland, if you can. I'm going to be returning to on there. Uh, you, um, your, your, mm, forgive me. I have forgotten your name, I apologize. But please understand, I hope that your visit here and the events that have occurred do not reflect poorly on Corvair's reputation. Please know that if you are to visit the nation of Ondere, we will do everything we can to provide you with adequate protection. More so than Brayland ever could. Um, Dag is gonna, the entire time, intense eye contact. And Dag actually steps forward uh, to um, Xander and until they stand about a foot away from each other. Contact. Um, and he's gonna reach into his pocket and pull out the right glove of the whole gauntlet that he took from the possessed uh, suit of armor from the fort. And he's uh -huh. gonna hold it out, not say anything, just hold it out to Xander. What is this? Like, I make the motion, the body like motion to like say, take it. He reaches forward and he very gently takes it from your hand. Uh, once he takes it, I put my uh, hand over my heart. I say in Riedrin, goodbye, which sounds like Masalama. <laughs> I really like and the then, idea that now is when you just decide to to like reveal just to Sand because it's just Sander now that. <laughs> you can speak. <laughs> I thought, I wasn't sure if you're gonna go that route, but I right. would have been very, I would have been very for it if you did. Uh, I say, uh, stay safe in Riedrin, and then in uh, Corvarian Common, I say, may you stay on your path. I take a step back and I bow. And then I return to my friends. He looks to you, uh, giving you his full attention. And you see a... There's confusion in his eyes, which turns to understanding and then to weariness. And he says to you, I do not know of any path that is safe. If I did, I would not be me. But that will not stop me from wishing the same for you. Safe travels, all of you. Silva, make a history check for me. 
That's 13. The last piece clicks into place. You couldn't place it before. You recognized something about the name, something about the face. But you couldn't quite get it. But now looking upon him in this harsh relief, you do. You have heard the name Sander Toxley before. Much like how you have seemingly been given a title and a legend that has been passed uh, along some of the battlefields, the many battlefields across Corvair, Sander received the same treatment. In your time in the war, you heard the story of a young 14-year-old Ondarian a member of a platoon, its sole survivor. How does this man look? He looks to be early 30s, you want to say? But there was a, there is a, there is a, like his facial structures are very shallow but there, there's something to his face that looks uh, he's wearing his age well but there is still a bit of like a weariness to the face that almost seems to age it a few years also um but nonetheless a sole survivor of a platoon that was entirely wiped out uh a lone soldier named Toxley who spent six and a half days stranded uh, in a trench to the north uh, where a major battle had been occurring and was forced to fight his way out by himself. Uh, he did not hold any rank at that point. He was simply a, a private. Um, he was not in any kind of a commanding role. Uh, when he was discovered, uh, he spoke very rarely, uh, didn't look at anyone. He was brought back to one of the nearby camps. And after a few days, orders were given to have him removed from the battlefield and sent home. Sandra Toxley was considered a war hero by his people. Many commended his bravery on the battlefield. Uh, and when people talk of him... Occasionally, it is exaggerated that he is some great, incredible, amazing soldier who wiped out entire fleets by himself with hardly a change in his expression and turned the tide of major battles that kept Aundir, uh safe and stable. He is seen as a true patriot of his country. But it's the veterans of the war who recognize and see things a little bit differently. 
And you, if you ask them the story of Sander Toxley, they won't tell you about a mythical hero or an amazing soldier. They will tell you that they tire of speaking of tragedies and ghosts. And they will return to their dreams. As Sander looks to you all, he gives a curt bow. He says, if we do not meet again, please keep each other safe. Friends are much harder to come by than enemies these days. Treaty or no treaty. Farewell. And he turns and ducks out of the alleyway and heads out of sight. Uh, Caspian looks to you all and says, He said, if we wanted them, we had to burn the forest down, right? Yep. We can't delay any longer. We head south. We head south to the King's Forest. It's time to find out what really happened with those missing warfolk. It's time to get answers. And that is where we are going to end tonight's session. You don't need for no a long water. way will set recover Burr. from his stab wounds. Yeah. <laughs> I'd fully find out next time. Okay. Yeah, he got he got that healing. He got you know Nathaniel came through with the healing. I I drank a potion and then got healed. I'm I good. I love to imagine that Toxley's now going to look at that old gauntlet and think this is a prize gift from a foreign dignitary when in reality dad gave it to him just because in his mind and on all the stories people usually give ambiguous farewell uh gifts that turn out to be important later he just didn't want it mm -hmm. back, no it will actually be important <laughs> it'll it'll be interesting to see what uh what toxley makes of that gift uh if you ever see him again uh who knows Depends was he if ever, you ever really there to begin with? Maybe the real Toxie to, uh, was the friends we made along the way. Maybe. Just maybe. <laughs> and with that, we'll see you next week. <laughs> we'll see you all next week. Actually, no, sorry, scratch that. We will see you all in two weeks. Uh, we will not oh. be convening again next week. Uh, in two weeks, we will rejoin as the adventure continues and as we take our next step in trying to figure out exactly what's happening. Uh... Thank you all for playing. Thank you all for watching. And remember, collecting playbills doesn't make you uncool. Framing them does. All right. Have a good night. <laughs>